Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Ali, it's 14 years since you became heavyweight champion of the world, and you say now that you're going to win it for the third time. You will be the only man ever to have regained the title. Three times. Three times. Hmm. What if you don't? Hmm? What if you don't? No, I don't. Very simple. I don't. Is it that simple? Yeah, I just don't. Would it break your heart? No. That's why people are so sharp when I lost to Frazier. No excuses. He won. When I lost to Ken Norton, broke my jaw. He won. When I lost to Spinks, he won. But I have people thinking that if I lose or something bad happens to me, I'll jump out a window. See, my faith is not in worldly things, really. I'm a spiritual man. But it's a way of life for you. It's it's money. It's it's an entourage. It's a feeling about yourself. I'm all all of up tomorrow, find a job pumping gas in a gas station if I had to, and me and my wife and my children get a two-room apartment and one bathroom, one kitchen, and be happy. Really? Yes, ma'am. All right, peace, y'all. We are back. We are live. We are in full effect. I say to the precious divine spirit that is Muhammad Ali, uh, we always start the show honoring our divine righteous ancestors. So today, just a special honorable shout out to to a soul and a spirit and an energy and an entity and a a force that will not soon be forgotten, okay? So... Thank y'all for giving me that moment to uh, just have a special time to to uh, remember Muhammad Ali. Okay, thank you. Definitely not going to go too far without remembering our fearless leader, Brother Ampu. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow, wow! I am always thankful and always so happy to be in communication and network and spiritual work with such a divinely righteous human. (laughs) So thank you once again. It's been such a wonderful ride. It's been over a year now. um, And we are going strong. We're switching it up. We're, we're, we're growing, we're developing, advancing. So, and, and as Per usual, we are staying ahead. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. We are live. We are in full effect. And we are talking about (laughs) more of this grand, mutable cross energy and all of the... uh, all the energies that are being affected as a result, okay? Uh, In the week ahead, we are discussing June the 12th through the 18th. And uh, we're discussing Neptune stationing retrograde. Uh, I can... (laughs) The last time Neptune Station retrograde, I was involved in a very, 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 very serious accident. So um, I have I have a, a intimate <laughs> acquaintanceship with this energy, and I'm learning more and more about it all the time, just through experience and observation. So 
I'm happy to discuss it with you guys this week. I, uh, of course, was listening to the show uh, from last week. Uh, the link to the previous episode is always going to be in the episode information below uh, online. And you, 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 if you got in, this Gemini new moon energy is still really thick right now. Gemini is ruled by Mercury. Mercury is talking about messages and communication and travel and movement and just a real fluid energy. And since uh, Mercury has already stationed direct, it came up out of shadow yesterday. Woo woo! <laughs> Mercury is moving ahead full speed, direct. And it feels so good. Y'all know I have a, a, a intimate acquaintanceship with Mercury as well, so I know when it's full steam ahead. And so we're in this um, very, very, uh, it's a sensitive time. It's a real karmic time. I was talking to y'all about that last week with this grand mutable cross, and uh, it's really an impactful time, especially with Mars still being retrograde. Oh, I'll be glad when I don't have to say that phrase for another two years. <laughs> so, but with Mars still retrograde, um, it's a, it's a real mixed bag because the change is afoot with this grand mutable cross. Cross just meaning four squares. You got Saturn there in Sag squaring off with Neptune there in Pisces, right? Well, you got Neptune in Pisces, of course, squaring off with Sag, but also squaring off with the Sun and Venus in Gemini. And you got the Sun and Venus in Gemini squaring off with Jupiter there in Virgo in addition to the square that it's making the Neptune. So if you can imagine at these four cardinal points, a horizontal line and a vertical line, that we have very impactful, significant energy that is challenging many of us and moving many of us forward in ways that we had not, may not have previously anticipated. When you spin that wheel of fortune, you don't know what you're going to get. You can, the best laid plans end up, you know, being improved upon. And I want you all to see this time as an opportunity for just that improvement. I know you feeling hedged in. Come on, I just told y'all at all four points, you got energy squaring off, significant energy, Saturn, really? Karma, hard hard work, life lessons, and restriction. You got Neptune, who, yes, good, my God, Neptune is... is the mysticism of God, the spirit, spiritual realm, unconditional love, forgiveness. But it's also delusion and illusion and deception and addiction and confinement. And then you got the sun and Venus, which is, you know, beautiful on its highest end, but Venus on the low aspect, is is overindulgent and excessively lazy, potentially. Sun on its low end will burn up and burn out. Too much eat over uh, burnt burnt out on ego. And then you got Jupiter, and we all know Jupiter just always want more and more and more. 
high or low. So there are these very significant energies squaring off against each other, wheel of fortune turning in many of our lives, and we're being tested. We're being challenged. You may feel hemmed in on every side, but it's not for nothing. It's very karmic. This is a very sensitive time energetically and spiritually. What you think, what you say, Definitely what you do with Mars still retrograde. That's why I've been advising everybody to think twice before you speak or before you act. And so, uh, yeah, last week I hit y'all up with the uh, Gemini New Moon activities, rituals, whatever you want to call them. Um, I I had so much fun incorporating a myriad of them, uh, about a good handful of them in my own personal life. And so it, that's always powerful. I wouldn't even suggest it to y'all if I didn't know the inherent power in such what could be deemed or looked upon as very simple activities. Like, really? Just writing this down can affect energetically what goes on in between now and two weeks from now or now and on the long term six months from now. Yes, I've lived it and observed it and am living and observing and aiding and abetting others doing it in their own lives. My mama's baby, shout out to my mama's baby, shout out to the listeners. I see you on the line. Shout out to the listeners online. Shout out to everybody listening in the archives. I see you, and I appreciate you. It means the world to me to be able, first of all, I already shouted out Brother Ampu, to be able to come back week after week and do something that fulfills my heart, my mind, my soul on so many levels, my spirit. But to to actually watch and listen and get the emails, get the Astro Love gifts, in the form of an email, a phone call, a heads up, a, a Facebook message, a, a Twitter message, an Instagram comment that, of appreciation. If it was just one of y'all that appreciated me, I'd come back every week and give it all I got and leave it right here on this radio recording like I do every time. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Shout out to my mama's babies. Uh, one of my mama's babies, had asked me about a particular topic of these quarter moons. You know, I'm always talking about these lunar phases and the significance and impactfulness of lunar phases. It's something everybody can look up in the sky at night and keep in, in, in uh, keep up with. All you got to do is look up. When it get dark, look up. If it's, if it's a full white circle, it that means we're in this particular time of the month, of the lunar cycle. 29 and a half days. We're in this particular phase, and this is conducive to the energies that are going on right now since the moon is full. If you look up and you see half of it white and the other half blacked out, it means this. And it means this depending on if it, if it was a new moon before that half or quarter moon or a full moon before it. So this is what I'm bringing information. It's not new. But it may be new to you, and if that is you, you're the you that I'm here for. You're the you that I come back every week for, staying ahead, showing you that you can stay ahead. You can you can stay more than a week ahead if you want. I'm about to implement uh, some new opportunities to dig into the, these the, these energies and information and a lot more, spiritually and metaphysically speaking, 
on a monthly basis. I want to do something. I'm working on something that's going to be once a month, and it's going to be powerful, impactful, filled with community and people who are interested and have the same you know, interest as you all on one community call a, a month and, and dig a, a month ahead because my mama's babies are ready, and they really the ones that's letting me know what the people ready for. I, I wanted to come out with some real basic information here a year ago, and here uh, just uh, short, shortly after the one-year anniversary, there's a new, here at this Gemini New Moon, there's a new, listen, I'm coming to y'all in the Mercury. Gemini is ruled by Mercury, right? And Mercury is in messages, communication, uh, uh, broadcasting, like on the radio. I'm coming at y'all on a Mercury day. It's Wednesday. I'm coming at y'all in the Mercury hour in my time zone. I can screenshot it and put it up on my Facebook page <laughs> with the time, if you don't believe me. And I'm 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 coming with Mercury already stationed direct out of the shadow into new territory. And I got got a message for everybody. That's just, it's in my natal chart. I got a message for everybody. That's what I came here to do. And so y'all are going to be hearing about uh, in in the incoming time, uh, I don't want to do anything halfway, so I'm getting things organized on this end now to make sure it is seamless, to make sure it is user-friendly like everything else I do. My transit report, reports that I do for my mama's babies, I make them interactive. I make them user-friendly. I make them where we can interact even within the document and don't have to send a whole bunch of messages back and forth, and they seem to really like that. So I got the service, the subscription service still on lock for everybody um, where you can get your weekly report, you can get your weekly phone call with me, and we can stay personally a week ahead with your stuff and your particular and specific natal chart and the impact that these, when I'm talking about Saturn square Neptune here, uh, Neptune here in the week ahead, you're going to already know how it's impacting your chart specifically if you're fooling with me. Uh, and I got the June Inner Wisdom uh, special going on. That's the June special. Is the June Inner Wisdom special because the, the highest knowledge and wisdom you can have is about yourself, and I've got some uh, report specials for birth chart reports going on with that, so feel free to click in the link below in the episode information for that. And I believe that is everything, y'all. We're going to jump in. To this week ahead, it's looking lovely right now. The moon is in Leo. <laughs> the moon is in Leo, y'all. Can y'all feel me over here on fire? <laughs> Leo is a fire sign. Leo wants to play. Leo uh, wants likes to be dramatic and be on stage with the mic. <laughs> so I'm just having fun, y'all. Leo rules the fifth house of fun. Leo rules the fifth house of dating and romance. Leo rules the fifth house of children and games and sports and gambling and speculation, okay? So that's what we're in right now. It just went in there early, this rising. So uh, it's just felt, you know, it's the sun's out. We're a week and, nope, we're 13 days. I counted earlier. I was talking to somebody about it. We're 13 days away from whoop, whoop, summer solstice. Uh, that is when the sun officially enters Cancer. 
from Gemini, that is when uh, the summer solstice is, when we're actually shifting seasons. It will officially be summertime. And so... uh, that's going on, y'all. I'm just looking. I got a calendar. Y'all, I got a calendar. My calendar out. I updated my calendar. I love, I, I use all the glyphs, so it's not a whole bunch of words on my calendar, just these symbols for uh, the planets impacting my natal chart as well as their interaction with each other, transit to transit in the sky, the ones that I discuss on the show every week from week to week. Um, okay, I'm looking at the week ahead. I threw myself off, y'all. I was recapping the the Gemini New Moon information. I, I wasn't going to go over it, but I just mentioned it. Uh, we got into cancer. The moon went into cancer after the uh, Gemini New Moon um, there on, what was that, Sunday. The Gemini New Moon was on Saturday. That next day, that next night, uh, the moon went into cancer. And I don't know how y'all felt about it. But it really, that nurturing, if you listen to last week's episode, that nurturing energy, that, you know, feeling comfortable in your skin, feeling at home within yourself energy, it really has made the difference, at least for me and my observation here at the beginning of this week. There's Once again, with this grand mutable cross, Mars still being retrograde, um, Neptune here preparing to station retrograde in the week ahead. We So here we go back to, um, should be four planets in retrograde. I'll have to pull that up to double check. But, um, you know, here we go with another planet being uh retrograde here in the week ahead and dealing with what those energies mean. I'm going to hook y'all up today because I'm going to tell you what that means, Neptune stationing retrograde for all of the 12 signs. I don't care if it's where your sun is, that sun sign. I don't care if it's your moon sign or your uh, rising sign. You're gonna you're gonna sense it. Yeah, it'll be four because right now Mars, Saturn, and Pluto are still retrograde. So with Neptune stationing here in the week ahead, we go back to four. We won't go back up to five. You know those uh, what was it, eleven days that there were five planets retrograde? Oh my goodness, <laughs> what a memorable time! Um, so it won't go back up to five, but it will go back up to four. And then uh, we'll start here on the 29th at the end of the month. We'll start having stuff stationed direct again, starting with Mars. So what else, y'all? The moon entered Cancer. Um the sun conjuncted Venus. Wow. The sun is still conjunct Venus, y'all. It's been conjunct for a while. Just like this whole year, really, we've been leading up to the apex that we're living in now of these grand mutable, uh, this grand mutable cross. Here on June the 1st, sun squared Neptune. That was sun and Gemini squaring Neptune and Pisces. On the 3rd, two days later, we had sun opposite Saturn, sun and Gemini opposite Saturn and Sag. The fourth, the very next day, this is this is that was this is the apex that we're living in right now. We're not out of the this grand mutable cross woods or territory yet. Uh, here on the seventeenth, coming up in the week ahead, Saturn does square Neptune. That Saturn and Sag squaring Neptune and Pisces. So we're gonna we're, it's going to be activated acutely uh, at that point. 
So we're still living in it. We're the, 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 these crises that we may be experiencing or feeling, um, these challenges and tests, they're not over yet. Uh, the, I had spoke on Saturn squaring Jupiter when that happened there in that last week in May. And that's part of the grand mutable cross, of course, um, Jupiter and Virgo and Saturn and Sag. And so this has been building, and we're in the thick of it now. So I just want you all to continue to be mindful of patience, patience. Nobody likes that word, right? <laughs> I want you all to continue to be mindful of being patient with yourself and being patient with others at this Gemini new moon. Hopefully you have set some new intentions and goals anyway as it relates to effectively communicating, as it relates to listening, as it relates to with Mars still being retrograde, continuing to think twice even before you do so, finally say something or do something. And so um, that's, that's just been critical, y'all. So I, I hope and pray y'all have been having the highest manifestations of these energies and, and, being, and, found, and have found yourself being able to build on these squares, found yourself being able to see how you can build a better, stronger, more firm foundation for your life with all that is coming up. These squares, call, they cause pressure. And when you're under pressure, it's it's an opportunity to produce something, just like a diamond, uh, the coal being pressurized to for the diamond to be um, uh, for the diamond to emerge. It's okay. It's the pressure's okay if you get a diamond out of it. You think the tests and the challenges and the pressure filling hemmed in. It it's. It's something we can really, especially with the sun and Venus still conjunct right now, it's something we can really shine a light on appreciating in our life if we get something out of it, if we get a diamond out of it. Who who want to live the diamond life with me, right? All right, so we're going to continue to work on mastering this, these energies we uh uh, we've already caught up to right now with the moon being in Leo. I've already spoke on that, so let's jump in. Let's jump into this week ahead, and we start the week ahead off with this very first quarter moon. Shout out to my my mama's baby, D-Dub. This is for you. Thank you for the divine inspiration for me to bring even more critical and um, helpful information to the masses. Thank you so much. Um, let's see. First quarter moon. We just had the new moon in Gemini, right? And the new moon was about creating. Creating something new, new beginnings, fresh starts, blank pages. When the moon is new, it's also can be you may have referred heard it or read it referred to as the dark moon, okay? Because it's not, it's not illuminated like it's not fully illuminated like a full moon. It's completely not illuminated, so it's a dark moon or an or a new moon, okay? And so here, uh, just this past Saturday, there was this exactness when it came to 
our desires for something new, specifically in the area of Gemini, specifically in the area of our thought processes. Come on. Anybody had a revelation for uh, 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 inspiration to start some new thought processes to, to, to rationalize or to gain perspective in ways that you maybe haven't before, especially at a time of a grand mutable cross when the sign the new moon is in is one of those mutable signs, Gemini. All the mutable signs to refresh you are Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. The new moon was in Gemini. So there may be some ideas you've been having, some feelings that you've been, you know, thinking about regarding fresh starts, creating something new uh, on your blank page, on your blank canvas for new beginnings in the area of communication in the area of travel, in the area of giving and receiving messages, in the area of commerce, a a certain aspect of doing business when it comes to commerce and exchanges, a certain uh, when it comes to doing something new, when it comes to studying or learning or teaching or even playing, uh, a certain aspect of playing with Gemini ruling youth, and, and, and elementary age children, Gemini also rules that local neighborhood you live in. Mm-hmm. So maybe something in your local community, you've had an idea to start something new, create something, initiate or intend something, set a goal regarding any of these areas. That's what we just came out of, or that's what we're in right now leading up to this next phase uh, of the first quarter moon that we're starting our week ahead with there on Sunday, June the 12th, 3.10 a.m. Central Time, okay? I'm catching y'all up. That's why I'm mentioning the Gemini New Moon, just in case you haven't yet checked out last week's episode. But here in the week ahead, we're coming to the, we're, we're going from creating at the new moon to cultivating at the first quarter moon, okay? Um, this first quarter moon is a, is a square, okay? That's when the sun is still in Gemini where it was at the new moon. But that moon then went 90 degrees to a right angle there and is squaring off in Virgo. This first quarter moon is in Virgo. Yes, another mutable sign. This first quarter moon is going to be felt on this same intense level as uh, the energy of all this grand mutable cross action that some of us may have been feeling like we've been strung up on a cross. I've heard it termed, okay? But this first quarter moon is another challenging aspect. Sun, square, moon. So we got some decisions to make here coming up here in the week ahead. It's climaxing or becoming exact on early, early Sunday rising. So look out for this energy Saturday. Look out for this energy over the weekend. I'm seeing signs of it now. Decisions having to be made in the area of change. This is a mutable area that this first quarter moon is happening in. So that denotes change. That denotes being remaining flexible. That denotes being adaptable. 
And the moon is waxing at this time. It went completely dark at the new moon, and now we're seeing a little bit more light every night. Look up. So this first quarter moon energy, uh, according to divinewombsforlife.com, they they have a, a page talking about the moon cycles of life. This first quarter moon energy is for gathering resources to take action toward fulfilling the vision that we had at the Gemini New Moon. What vision did you have in mind when you were writing down your goals, intentions, or like the Gemini New Moon activities that I suggested on air last week? What resources need to be gathered? This is what you're coming up to here in the week ahead, determining, deciding what what resources need to be gathered in order to take action toward fulfilling the vision. You're nourishing your ideas at this time in the week ahead, okay? You're nourishing these ideas, mind, body, and soul, and you're building self-love and self-confidence and self-renewal. The moon is waxing. You can build on that. You can wax, you can grow, you can develop what you would like from this Gemini New Moon opportunity and energy. It's okay if it's a variety of things. That's real Gemini. If it's something like that, you you in the vein. It's all good. If it's, if, it, if it's a shift or a change from the way you've done stuff before or intentions you've made before or goals or plans you've had before, you good. That's exactly in line with the energy. Of course, depending on your specific chart, but in general, yeah, that's that's the feeling of all of this. So I always talk about these quarter moons or squares, and I talk about turning a corner, feeling like you're at a point where you have to turn a corner. You can no longer continue to go straight. You got to turn. If you come to a dead end, what you going to do? You got to turn. That's the square. That's that 90-degree angle you hit going vertical to where you have to go horizontal. That's it. So we're not going to feel right around this time leading up to Sunday early rising. We're not going to feel right until we find that right action that's going to bring that those new moon, manifest, uh, new moon intentions and goals into reality. We're going to be ready to make a move. When you hit up a square or a challenge aspect like that, you gonna be you have when I talk about turning a corner, you gotta make a move. And so we're gonna be ready to make a move. And so in between now and then we gather resources that's gonna be necessary to make that move. We're gonna be nourishing those new moon intentions and goals and ideas. We're gonna nourish them, we're gonna water them, come on, we're gonna feed them. And we're going to build self-love, self-confidence, and the self-renewal that's necessary when it comes time to take that action. We're going to be ready. That's why we stay a week ahead over here, so we can stay ready to keep from having to get ready. That's why I'm telling you about it now. Max out. We maxing out over here. Uh, It's going to be an opportunity to make some choices about the reality that you believe in, okay, to take some actions that are aligned with those realities that you say you believe in. Saturn-Neptune, 
uh, squaring off in the week ahead is going to give us a whole nother dose of that, mixing Saturn reality with Neptune, you know, belief or illusion. So we're gonna have we already in a few different ways gonna be having to make some choices about the reality that we believe in. What do you believe? Who do you believe you really are? It's going to be fine time and opportunity to show yourself that. Uh, The way that you're perceiving reality is at the heart of the conflict between what you want and what you need. That's what the sun squaring off with the moon is about. What we want squaring off with what we need and how we are perceiving reality is going to determine what we decide. A lot of us like the idea of growth, the very thing that squares and challenges and grand crosses bring. We love the idea of growth. We love to hear that, oh, the wheel of fortune is turning in my life, you know. Like, I, you know, some people been waiting on change, so this is, you know, great energy and news for them. They're rolling with it. Love the idea of growth, building, come on. But when, but when you say that challenge comes with that growth or precedes that growth, that when we say test precede that growth, that, you know, feeling hemmed in precedes that growth, we begin to hate the reality of change, although we love the idea. And so here at this first quarter moon in the week ahead, uh, we we may think we know how we're going to turn a corner, but remain open and flexible. That's the beauty of this uh, mutable cross and the lesson of it. Stay flexible. Stay adaptable. Uh, even if you think you know how the tide's going to turn, how you're going to turn a corner, be open to uh, making adjustments on the fly. Be open to uh, being a spontaneous energy. Be open to going with the flow. Be open to surrender and accepting and forgiving, okay? It's a lot of Neptune 12th house retrograde feel still going on, a real karmic feel to the times. So continue to be sensitive. Like I say, continue to be patient. And continue to think twice before you speak and act. Um, Additionally, here at this first quarter moon, uh, the changes may be uh, subtle, okay? It may be subtle. I want you all to look out for it in things not working out. Make you feel like you're being challenged or tested when things aren't working out, that you know you are doing what it takes or you think you know what you're doing, that you, you think you know that you're doing what it takes to make it work out, but they're not. That's a subtle manifestation of the challenging aspect of a first quarter moon or a square with what we want and what we need. You may notice it in the uh, uncooperative or critical people around you. That's another, these squares, the oppositions, the, these lunar phases, they're, they're talking about relationships. The sun tends to denote a male energy while the moon tends to denote a female energy, and they're squaring off. So in the context of female and male, masculine and feminine energies within your life, typically through people, sometimes a man has a feminine energy. 
but it's the feminine energy. A lot of times females have feminine energy, but not that we all have both, but I'm saying that they operate predominantly out of a female energy. Most females, I would say, that I have experienced, met, and observed do. But that is not always the case. I was just making that distinction for anybody listening who needs that distinction to be made. Um, additionally, here at this quarter moon, we may notice the the more subtle ways that this challenging squaring off energy is coming out as things that make us feel sad, okay, or angry or lonely, things that, that, that you, what kind of emotional energy you think squaring off is going to produce? Being challenged and tested is going to produce. So things that are causing us to feel these emotions, mostly these neg- any negative emotion, this is a hint, a subtle hint to where we are being called to make a change, turn a corner, and, uh, and, and head off in a, in a higher direction. And some, some may just feel, feel like an itchy feeling, like they, they want to do something different. You know, I just want to turn a corner. I just feel like I want to turn a corner or something. Ain't nothing going on. Ain't nobody just uh, crossing me up or challenging me down. Uh, but I just, I'm itching for change, okay? I'm, that's why I started it off saying that. Some people been waiting on change. They ready, itching. And so that's another manifestation. That, too, is another manifestation, just an internal, being in, you're internally being impacted by this energy instead of externally being impacted um, by it through the form of other people. Now, at a first quarter moon, you got two choices. Okay, you gonna turn a corner, or you gonna be stuck. You gonna be stuck if you get if you going on up that vertical line and it's time to go horizontal and you ain't really trying to go horizontal. You just gonna be stuck, <laughs> or you can act and do what is necessary to make that change. And so, uh, the, we're being called at this quarter moon to either do something we've never done before or to stop doing something that we've always done. Something got to give, something got to change. Either got to do something we've never done before, a real pioneer. I told you all this first quarter moon, it demands action. It demands decisions to be made. Sit there if you want to and think, oh, I still just want to go vertical. I don't want to turn horizontal. I don't want to turn a corner. Okay. See how that worked out for you. You either got to do something new or you at least got to stop doing what you've been doing because that ish ain't working. And we're talking about cycles here. We're talking about lunar cycles specifically right now. But there is all kind of other cycles. I'm going to talk to you all about one again here in a minute, an 18-year cycle that we're coming up on. And so... You can break negative cycles. You can break destructive cycles. You can break ridiculous, non-productive, you know, cycles that don't make you feel good at all and leave you feeling empty, used, abused. 
and you can do something different. If you're not ready to do something different at this upcoming first quarter moon, at least be willing to stop. At least be willing to stop doing what you've been doing if you're not ready to, even if you're not ready to do something new. The new going to come. I ain't worried about you. You probably got a real good hint and idea of it here at this Gemini new moon. Hopefully you wrote it down. The, the full moon manifestation is coming. Here, where is this full moon at? I almost cussed y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, the full moon on the 20th, the same day uh, of the summer solstice. So, yeah, full moon. So, I mean, it's time. And in between the Gemini new moon and the Sagittarius full moon, we got this upcoming first quarter moon I'm hipping y'all to now. I'm showing y'all the bridge to get from where you want to go that you set up at the Gemini new moon to where you headed. On the short term, that's the Sagittarius full moon coming up at summer solstice, and it's that full moon in Gemini coming up six months from now. And so uh, the general rule is that at a new moon, we're taking new action. Um, yeah, we're taking new action. I'm sorry, at the quarter, first quarter moon, I apologize what we've been talking about this whole time, we're taking new action. Um, and at that last quarter moon that we're going to have, um, after the full moon, we're going to stop and rethink our moves. Okay, so they're both, the first quarter moon and that last quarter moon are both times, any quarter moon is going to be a time where we, decision time, it's maybe time to take a new action based on these decisions we're making now. We're no longer just floating, <laughs> waiting on somebody else to make a decision, uh, hoping, wishing, praying, all caught up in you know, um, the spiritual, everything's spiritual, but there, there's the mundane that balances that out. And when you're talking about a square, when you're talking about building, which is what squares can allow us to do, firmer foundations, new structures in our lives that we want. When you're talking about building, you're talking about manifesting. You're talking about more of an earth energy than a water emotional or a... Uh, uh, um, yeah, more watery and emotional energy as opposed to a more earthy and, and physical, tangible energy, okay? That's what the first quarter moon is about, tangibility. You're going to match the idea and the air energy more around, even in an air sign, Gemini, at the new moon, and you're going to counter that with this readiness to do something, this readiness to make a move, readiness to bust a grape and not just talk about it, make a decision to finally, yes, I'm going to bust that grape, and I got my plan to do it, and so now I'm just going to do it. Here at the at the full moon, I'm going to see what came of that. I'm going to see the fullness of that. I'm going to see that fully illuminated. And then there at that last quarter moon, if I need to, you know, bust another grape, turn another corner, make another move, build on a, a more firmer foundation that was different from the one at that first quarter moon, moon I can do that then. 
we on cycles. Go with the flow, and, and it'll be less of this fighting the tides. You know, it'll be less of this, oh, I'm going to go against the current. I'm going to swim upstream. That's awesome in some cases. There are, I, what I love about studying astrology is this something for every, it's an energy for everything. So I would venture to say there's a time conducive to uh, swimming upstream. This ain't that time. Not at a grand mutable cross, this ain't that time. Not with Mars still retrograde, this ain't that time. Not with Neptune station and direct in the week ahead, it ain't that time. No. You might want to go with the flow right now. And I'm telling y'all what the flow is here in the week ahead. It's that first quarter moon. And and a, and one of the final notes I'll make about it is that uh, what, what, just like when I say go with the flow, I'm saying make friends with, merge with, like I put in my Facebook post uh, for the show today, uh, become one with, be one with whatever is wanting to square off, whatever energies are wanting to square off in and around you. Don't fight it. Merge with it. Accept it. Surrender to it. Neptune is going to soften anything, even more so than Venus. I've likened uh, Neptune before to Venus's grandmama. She the, she the original. She the OG when it comes to taking something that's testing and challenging and dissolving it. Dissolving it, y'all. Ain't nothing can come ain't nothing can test and challenge you that can take you out of here if you merge with it, try that. Your quote unquote enemy, your quote unquote a person opposing you or challenging you. Try pull a Neptune on them. Try unconditionally loving loving them. Be, try, Neptune is all about becoming one with, merging with, no boundaries, no limits. Unconditional love, forgiveness, acceptance, surrender, letting go. Ending one thing so you can begin another thing. Don't be scared to let something go. Don't be scared, scared so scared to turn a corner because you can't go vertical no more and now you got to go horizontal. If you will shift your perspective and, and actually make the turn, that horizontal can become your new vertical. You can freak it. It's a grand mutable cross. You can freak it. You can make it what you need it to be. You may just need to shift your Gemini hint, 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 Gemini new moon season that we in right now. You can shift that perspective. You can use utilize your mental faculties for your highest good instead of on some old low manifestation, especially here at the first quarter moon because it's squaring off with a moon in Virgo. No Virgo can get real anxious and worried and nitpicky with the you know low manifestations of detail-orientedness. Both of them ruled by Mercury, Gemini, and Virgo. So, you know, we can be masters or we can be maniacs, <laughs> and we master our fear. We master the resistance that we have to change, the resistance that comes up in some of us still, a lot of us still, when we are confronted with 
being forced to change many of us, especially at this time of four squares at once, a.k.a. grand mutable cross. In the freaking modality of change, get get real intimately acquainted with, with your fears, with, with the resistance. Get real intimately acquainted with them, merge with them, become one with them. Get to know them real good. And what that does is it takes, it, it, it destabilizes the power that you originally gave it. You gave it the the ability of this fear or the resistance to keep you from mastering your destiny will dissolve because you dissolved it. You became one with it, merged with it. You wasn't tripping no more. Oh, I gotta I gotta up and move. Fuck with me. I I keep I pack light anyway. Let's go. Oh, this person decided they want to do something else other than do something with me? Oh, I'm ready. I stay ready because who I am wasn't dependent on being with them no way. I'm so thankful for our time, so appreciative of the lessons, so glad I had this experience, so glad I'll be able to help somebody else. So glad that I have a greater appreciation now for what it is and and a greater awareness now for what it is that I truly want. This is a blessing, y'all. I know it's been tough. I know it's been challenging. I know it's been uh, potentially confrontational as as it relates to confronting them fears, first and foremost confronting uh, low self-esteem or whatever other low manifestations that may arise when people encounter tests and challenges. Well, shoot, I I, I must not be able to get the, I, I can't. It's too much. It's too hard. And then and looking at your looking outside of yourself at your sorry self long enough to say uh uh-uh, uh God damn it I'm a spiritual being I know I can do better than this I have a mouth at a Gemini new moon I can speak what I want to be instead of speaking about things that I don't want any longer I can speak about what I want to be I can write about what I want to be by, by way of intentions and goal setting of what I want to accomplish on the short term here in a couple of weeks when this Sagittarius full moon shine a light on it and here on the long term in six months when the Gemini full moon shows a more fuller, longer term manifestation of these energies I'm in right now today, Wednesday, June the 8th, Gemini new moon. A quarter moon going to prompt a real definitive change. If you need one, it's coming. If you're ahead of the game, then you're already there. You're, you are being the initiator, the instigator in your own life of definitive change, change you can, you can market. <laughs> Yesterday, I used to, you know, smoke cigarettes. Today, I don't. That's real definitive. Two weeks ago at the Gemini full moon, you may find yourself saying at the Sagittarius, at the Gemini new moon, you'll find yourself at the Sagittarius full moon saying, I used to, at the Gemini new moon, I used to smoke cigarettes. At the Sagittarius full moon, I don't, I changed it up. I switched it up. 
I did a real Gemini New Moon thing and had the nerve to write down like Mama Dada suggested because she done seen a few of these cycles run through. And I wrote down an affirmation and I said, I am divine health and wellness. I am the picture of health. I am the master of my desires and impulses. I am the originator, the originator and the author of my desires and impulses. I am in control of my hands. Gemini rules the hands. Them same hands that want to pick up and pack out a, a, a box of cigarettes. I am in control of my hands. I am in control of what comes, what I put up to my lips. And watch. Yeah, it don't sound like nothing. It sounds too simple. Like, that ain't going to do nothing just to say some shit. <laughs> but Gemini rules them same messages. Gemini rules the communication. I, I, I packed it out on y'all. I, I I incorporated the Gemini energy into those Gemini New Moon activities. And I'm incorporating the Sagittarius full moon energies that is directly linked to here that we coming up on on the 20th. I incorporated it all so you can get a well-rounded full spectrum with just uh, full spectrum results. On a, a real one-liner, look, some of y'all just had to write down what you're thankful for here over the weekend. Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> that's such a horrible task. That's so, you, you, you write down five things a day for three days straight, just three, really just one. But if you want to just see what I'm talking about, write down at the beginning when you rise up or the end when you lie down. Write down five things you thankful for for three days straight. And then you, you call in and you press one and you tell me, Mama not a goddamn, I did it. <laughs> I did it. I see what you're talking about. I wrote that letter to my younger self like you suggested at the Gemini New Moon activity for my sign, my sun sign, my moon sign, my rising sign. And... I see what you're talking about. I see the shift in consciousness, just feeling the realness of writing a letter to my younger self or my unborn child or grandchild. I get it. If you don't get it now, you'll get it at the Sagittarius full moon. And if it's some real, real big, some real, real long-term goal, you'll get it by the Gemini full moon here in six months, okay? Uh, this quarter moon in the week ahead is going to be time of examining the communication that we're having. Come on, have y'all seen the difference in your relationships? Have you seen the opportunities to either have effective communication or have straight-up communication breakdowns? We're examining our mental processes. I spoke on that already, the rationalizing, the perspectives, the, the contemplation. Any mental process is governed by Mercury and Gemini. And Virgo being involved here at the new moon, at the uh, first quarter moon in the week ahead is going to incorporate 
uh, work and health-related sectors to these. Up until now, maybe it was more heavy in the relational uh, end of it. And when we turn a corner here, it may shift or vice versa. But health and work-related energies are going to come into play when we're talking about challenging and with the grand mutable, mutable cross been going on all this time, you it, it, it may be nothing new, but it could get triggered. It could get activated. That's why I'm telling you all about it in advance. Look out for it as early as this weekend, but it goes exact on Sunday in the week ahead. I've got so much more to speak on regarding that, but I want to keep it moving. Um just know that a lot of energy is released at a first quarter moon and that our challenge for many for many of us the challenge is going to be learning how to manage all that energy that's being released due to these crises and conflicts that that are being provoked at this time okay a lot of energy is going to come up as we're leading into the weekend going into early sunday rising the act, the the this energy wants you to take action. It wants you to make a decision once and for all. Quit flip flopping. Quit dilly dallying. Quit flaking out. Choose something. If you can't choose to see a new perspective, which is going to help you the most, make the shift and turn the corner. Then at least accept that you got to stop. You may not be able to do something new yet, but you can. But you may not feel like you're ready. But you can at least stop what you've been doing that you know does not work. Um, uh, because we, we, what's wanting to happen is that energy that's being stimulated, it wants to create a new structure, okay, in the new direction, that turn corner direction uh, that has been set up by the Gemini New Moon, whatever you've been you've been working on since this past weekend or maybe even before to set up your next couple of weeks or six months, okay? Um, in this stage, we are being called to be courageous, fearless, okay, and forward-looking. We ain't thinking about the past right now. We don't have that luxury. We got decisions to make. We got new actions to take. We are not thinking about the past right now. All of our energy is going into the pioneering quality energy action that needs to be taken. We got to take new action. So our energy is otherwise engaged. We ain't got time for you and your stuff from five years ago, ten years ago. Now continue to be patient. Come on, I'm all that you have to take all of the wisdom and 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 accept it. Let it all merge together. Because as much as we're ready to turn a corner, as much as we're having to turn a corner, we don't have to be assholes. <laughs> we don't have to push. We don't. With Mars still retrograde, we don't want to. We want to continue to be patient. We want to continue to listen more than we talk. We want to continue to think twice before we speak or act, okay? I'm going to keep on. Uh, repetition is key. When we're setting our subconscious mind, that's what I'm doing week after week with y'all. I'm telling y'all the secret. I'm setting your subconscious mind through the lens and the reality of these cosmic uh, and planetary forces that are at play within us, first and foremost, and primarily, as well as reflected externally in our uh, cosmic sky. So I hope and pray that, you know, what I am setting in your subconscious turns you on to these lunar cycles and phases that are embodied in us as female and male 
expressions on this plane of awareness. It's so beautiful when you start to follow the cycles and then uh, um, allow the messages inwardly to corroborate and correspond and resonate with you to, to say yes. This is true. This is true when the moon hits this phase that a woman experiences ovulation, when a, when a moon hits this phase that a woman experiences menstruation, when the moon hits this phase, a man has a cycle of his own. Really? That corroborates with the moon too? Really? So I'm, I'm teasing your mind. I hope that you do your own research, investigation, um, and 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 do it, even if you're not one of my mama's babies, and and we do this together on a weekly basis, that you are um, utilizing the information to know thyself astrologically. You will be so glad that you did. Um, hit me up uh, for the June Inner Wisdom special once again if you want to hook up on that bird chart special. I would love to dive into it with you um, by way of um, giving you a birth chart report. It's about 30 pages, and it's all about you. It's all about you. It's about where the planets were when you were born. It's about what aspects they were making. And I know you can go to any website and type in your birthday and the time you were born, and it's going to give you a table. <laughs> and you could probably print that out on about two pages, um, the table, and it may it may uh, give you aspects. Hopefully, if it's a good free natal chart report service online, it it at least gives you aspects that's significant. My particular report, once again, instead of being a couple of pages, it's about 30. Depending, Some people got a whole bunch of aspects in their chart. Some people don't have that many. Um, but on average, about 30 pages, and it details and outlines everything in layman's term, easy-to-read interpretations and links as well that you can follow to even more interpretations if you just want to get a different perspective on a particular planet position or aspect in your natal chart. So it's my pleasure to offer them at such a low, low rate um, just because that my primary thing since I've been on here for over a year now. I want you all to know thyself astrologically I'm not playing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a valuable thing to know who you are as it is represented in these planetary bodies and how they played out the moment you were born, how it, how it wrote out certain things about your energy, that very energy you bring when you show up and that, you know, that's represented astrologically, accurately, precisely, okay? Um, I'm going to take a quick, like, a minute break. I, um, I'm i not that familiar with a lot of, I guess Prince had like a jillion songs, and so I found this one. I thought it was cool, and I I wanted to implement, starting with this show, just a, song, a quick song, a couple minutes, just a break, because I find when you talk for two hours straight, you tend to be a little tired if you don't take a couple minutes. So I'm going to try that out, see how that works, so I can keep my energy up for you guys for another hour here. We got about about that long left. So um, here is a little prince, and I know you're going to like it. I'll be right back. You ready? Ready for us.
tripping or whatever. So when I came <laughs> when I came across that print song, I just had to play it for y'all while I tried out this new break, mid show break. Um it's a good kind of marker between halves of the show also, so we'll see how it works out, you guys. I didn't need the whole three minutes and fifty uh seconds of the song, so we're ready to jump back in. Thank you once again, those hanging out online those hanging out on the phone lines, um, if you are online and want to call in. We've gone over just by a few minutes here a couple of times, so if you don't want to miss a second and you're online and want to call in to listen by phone, um, on, you can put it on speaker and just let her rip. Uh, it's 818-369-0368. Okay. So I already talked about the first quarter moon in Virgo. Moon will be in Virgo, sun and Gemini. Well, the moon goes void in Virgo. There's Sunday rising. Um, the first quarter moon's early, early rising, 3:10 a.m. Uh, the moon goes void there in Virgo later in the rising, 9:47 a.m. Central there on Sunday, June the 12th. Um, the moon sextiles Mars and goes uh, void for nine hours and 46 minutes. So practically all day Sunday practically all day Sunday. Here we go again. I believe it was last Sunday. It was uh, void a a good chunk of the day. I'm not worried about y'all doing no interviews on Sunday, but you're not having no first dates (laughs) next Sunday. You're not initiating anything new, new projects, new business. No, not on the 12th. Um, You're not meeting up with anybody for the first time next Sunday. 
it can wait. <laughs> if you actually want something to come of it, it can wait. Uh, bump that up earlier in the weekend or uh, or just wait. <laughs> so that's the void moon there on Sunday. While the moon is void, uh, Venus sextiles Uranus. And I'm going to go ahead and mention that a couple of days later. See, Sun and Venus went conjunct this past week. Yep, just two days ago. Sun and Venus were exactly aligned. You can hear all about it in last week's episode. So here in the week ahead, after it's made its exact alignment, Venus takes off a little faster than the sun. So uh, the Venus sextile Uranus is aligned at 23 degrees, but it's at 38 minutes. The sun, two days later, is is aligning with Uranus at 23 degrees and 42 minutes, okay? So I'm just going to talk about them both at once because since we've been dealing with this sun-Venus um, conjunction in Gemini uh, energy for a, while, a little while now, even before, right before it went into Gemini. Uh, so this is good. This is the sun and Venus, which we've already talked about in a, it's a harmonious uh aspect the sextile but it's one that you got to take a step to work for you you got to make a move to gain the the benefits of the harmonious aspect and it's a sextile to uranus and uranus wants to break through break out do something new unique original different rebellious (laughs) you know that's what's kind of going on this need uh, the stimulated need for fun and excitement in our in in our social and our love lives. Um, if you happen to be single around this time, as we're approaching next week, um, Sunday through Tuesday, um, then we're going to be craving some kind of entertainment if we're single, or some kind of creativity is going to satisfy our increased desire for something new in our lives. Um, And when it comes to Sun-Venus conjunction things, which is really Venus things that the sun is shining its light on, uh, artistic endeavors, creative works, then really Uranus and original breakthroughs, Uranus energy can be had or experienced or enjoyed with those Venusian things, uh, Sun-Venus conjunction things. So yeah, if you're an artist, if you do any work that's creative, even if even a lot of times mercurial things may not be considered creative, and I'm just mentioning this because the energy is heavy, heavily mercurial right now. Um, that the creativity can even be in some kind of. If you write a blog, you have to create that. Nobody gave you the words to write except what was creatively inspired to come out of your brain into the blog. So you can even be creative with messages, creative with um, your travel. You can be creative with – you could 
creative is just a Venusian energy. You can do other Venusian things with messages and travel and communications and commerce. You can beautify these things. You can beautify your the very means you have for travel. You can spruce up your vehicle. You can clean it out. You can show it some TLC. You can be sweet to your means of travel. These are different manifestations of this same Energy. Uranus wants to do something new, original, and breakthrough. And I guess cleaning out your car wouldn't be that, but it would be very Venusian. And if you haven't cleaned out your car in a while, it totally could be that, <laughs> a Uranus thing. You suddenly got inspired to, to you know, throw some Venus on it. So um, you're going to be expressing your love nature with with originality, with uniqueness, okay, that can also show itself as extra little accoutrements, you know, bringing out or um, a, a fashion style, expressing yourself fashion-wise in a very unique way. Um, you're probably, as a result of that, going to attract these more unique types and more you know, original, um, interesting uh, people. And so be open around this time because the energy is there. It's a sextile. It's an opportunity. You may have a sun-Venus conjunction opportunity that it comes, it, it's coming, manifesting in the form of something real unique, something real outside the box, something real outside of your comfort zone, something real breakthrough. So don't, at this very sensitive time, I wouldn't shun or shut down opportunities if just based merely on the fact that it came in a package you weren't expecting. That This is not the time to do that. This is the time to take a risk, be willing to take a risk, and see where it goes. Um, if you're naturally shy and reserved, you're going to love this energy because it's going to it's going to impact you potentially in a way where your inhibition uh goes out the window hopefully <laughs> not totally but to the point where you're not rejecting uh, potential blessings just because they're not coming in the form that you thought they would come in Uranus is real breakthrough, baby. That's why Uranus rules lightning. You can't. You tell me when and where lightning is going to strike next. And that's that same energy. It's coming. You may not know when. You may not know where. But when it comes, don't shut it down. Because just because you don't recognize it, open up your mind and open up your eyes and be willing to see here in the week ahead, uh, uh, earlier in the week, uh, pretty much the first few days for sure. And even in this weekend leading up to it, be willing to be open-minded and open-sighted about where your love and your money is coming from because it may surprise you just like some lightning, okay? You're in this real sudden reversals, so it may have been going one one way, and here, especially at a first quarter moon when you can turn a corner or something can, you know, cause you to turn a corner, just peel, keep your eyes peeled for your blessings to be coming in disguise, okay? 
Um, if you were born with Venus sextile, Uranus in your chart like Lenny Kravitz was, like Rosa Park was, Nina Simone, Willow Smith, Amarie, Isaac Hayes, Sarah Vaughn, Marion Jones were born with Venus sextile, Uranus, um, is definitely impacting your social life um, positively, your love life, your artistic and creative style. People noticing that your lifestyle or appearance is quote-unquote unusual or unconventional, and you know they know it. You know, Lenny Kravitz, he know he weird, and he flow right with it, baby. It's done made a million, and he ain't worried about none of you. He chilling, weird and all. Nina Simone, you ain't never heard of another voice like hers. You ain't never heard another recording artist like her. And she what is she cool? She chilling. I say Isaac Hayes, Sarah Vaughn. Y'all know y'all be one real quick to say, uh, what's the daughter of Will Smith? Willow Smith is weird. Okay, and so um, these people are trendsetters in their fashion and the way they decorate their homes. Um, you may consider their looks odd. They may stand out, and they can take these things and turn the, the, these talents for the odd, for being odd or perceived as odd or coming across and reading as odd, into a career and 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 utilize that extra attention on their weirdness for, uh, to their advantage. Everybody you label as weird, most of them not studying you. <laughs> they getting that money. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, embrace that. I'm telling you all this not to try to be funny or clown. I'm telling you all this because I'm continuing to give you all hints of this energy in the week ahead, the first few days. If it's weird and looks extra throwed off, don't be so quick to judge it and say, no, that can't be my blessing. <laughs> that can't be my new moon and Gemini manifestation coming. Nope. Mm-mm. That's weird. <laughs> That's unconventional. That's odd. That's eccentric. That's outside of my box and my comfort zone. Uh-uh. Don't do it. And especially who I want to pay attention to not doing it is my Geminis, my Aries, my Sagittarius, and my Libra. Oh, in addition to those, Libra, uh, my Leos and my Aquariuses, I got something for y'all because y'all the main ones cannot afford to miss out because the energy is impacting y'all directly. Listen up. Gemini Deacon 3, I want all my Geminis to listen up, but especially Deacon 3 born June 11th to 20th or have sun, moon, or ascendant in that third and final Deacon of Gemini, listen up. You got Venus in your Deacon uh, from June 9th to the 18th coming up. Tomorrow's the 9th. For a week, a week and a half, Gemini, you got Venus in your Deacon. Let me actually, uh, yeah, I broke down Venus, sextile Uranus. So the Venus 
part of this Venus sextile Uranus is right inside of your sign, Gemini, and it's allowing you more full expression of your love nature, come on, and creativity, uh, you feeling beautiful and your friendly aura attracting beautiful people and things, Gemini, come on. An excellent time, Gemini, for giving and receiving love and affection, spending time with loved ones, and socializing with friends. This is the ideal time, Gemini, if you were wondering, for dating, for buying gifts, and making extra cash. If you're in a committed relationship, come on and date your spouse then. Come on and date your partner then. It's a good time for a Gemini. Uh, Sun in your deacon starting tomorrow and going a little bit longer than Venus uh, there through the 21st is uh, is denoting birthday time. I've I've been shouting y'all out, Gemini, for birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. So sun there denotes that birthday time. Uh, you will find it easier to express your identity, Gemini. Be yourself. Uh, the focus for you is now on you and your goals for the year ahead. Baby, you setting up your entire new solar print. Right now, Gemini. So this time is very sensitive for you. You're drawing a line under the previous year. You ain't stood in last year. You on to your new birth, your birthday, solar return, new year ahead ish. You ain't worried about nothing, and you're confident. Uh, you're making a confident, fresh start. This is the best transit of all for you this whole year, Gemini, for setting new goals. This new moon in Gemini had a special emphasis for you. Because you're not only setting up for the next two weeks, Gemini, on the short term, you're not only setting up for the next six months, Gemini, on the long term, but you're setting up for your year ahead. So hopefully my Geminis, my mama's babies that are Geminis, Gemini Risings, listening, uh, take heed. Now, on the Uranus aspect, you're dealing with the Uranus sextile, Gemini, from April of this of this year, starting last month, all the way until March of 2019. Uranus is sextiling, Gemini, and uh, you, that gives you the opportunity to, or the energy, to express yourself more fully, more in tune with who you really are. This is going to be liberating, and you may be pleasantly surprised by how your ego gets a lift from a new and unique personality. You're gaining more freedom, um, and likely air travel would be a good way to experience most of the world for you, okay, uh, Gemini? That wraps up Gemini. Um, Aquarius, a sister sign to Gemini, another air sign, and especially my Aquarius is born uh, February 9th to 18th, you also are dealing with the Uranus sextile, okay? And so once again, uh, all the things I mentioned to Gemini about Uranus sextiling, but in addition for you, Aquarius, it's allowing you to make very important changes in your life without the usual disruption that big change can often bring. Maybe my Aquariuses are potentially dealing with this um grand mutable cross from a, a different perspective since Uranus sex of my Aquariuses and my Geminis, since Uranus sextiling your sign is meaning that, you know, you, you kind of are getting 
easier access to the energy of change, which Uranus represents. And y'all have Uranus sextile, which is a mild opportunity for harmony, okay? Uh, harmony, harmonizing with change instead of being rocked and shaken to the core by it, okay, Aquarius? Uh, this transit becomes important when faced with stressful conditions like grand mutable crosses <laughs> as you may encounter this month and higher self-awareness and an ability to adapt very quickly will come in useful Aquarius when dealing with any potential conflict or crisis. Good for my Aquarius is in Gemini's. Rock that ish out and share in your overflow and abundance if you're having an easier go of some of this stuff than other people around you. Share your wisdom, share your time, share your energy, share a hug, share a, a, a listening ear, okay? Aquarius, also, uh, you've got Sun and Venus that are still conjunct right now, trining you, okay? So Venus trining you right now, Aquarius should have you looking and feeling your best. This should be a time of low stress for you with the Venus trine when life is flowing smoothly with few few, hopefully fewer at least, cares or worries. Your loving attitude means that people respond with kindness and affection. You got a calming influence um, that, that will earn you admiration and popularity from June 9th, tomorrow starting for the next week and a half, okay, Aquarius? Um, increased personal beauty, making this a great time for dating or spending quality time with a loved one, shopping for beauty products, fashion and jewelry, are favored Aquarius and money matters should go well. Now Aquarius with the sun trining, that's bringing from the 9th to the 21st, that's bringing harmonious relationships, all because of an inner feeling you you have access to right now, Aquarius, of feeling calm and balanced. Your plans should work out well. Your goals can be more easily achieved than at other times. Other people will not stand in your way typically during this time, and you can expect favors or at least less resistance from others. Career advancement is favored, Aquarius, because of increased confidence and ease in joy. Um, Venus and Sun is not only just trining Aquarius, uh, but Venus and Sun is also trining Libra, okay? Uh, I've hit up all the air signs once I get through with Libra. Libra, we started out with Gemini. I just gave you Aquarius, and now we're on to Libra. Air signs activate, right? So uh, Libras, especially those Deacon 3s, born October 13th to 22nd, uh, Venus trine and sun trine is bringing the same good gushiness I just got through spilling out to Aquarius. Okay, Libra, um, the only difference for you is that Uranus, instead of being sextile like it was for Aquarius, Uranus is actually opposing your deacon, okay, from April 2016 last month to March 2019. This Uranus opposition to you, um, Libra, is challenging. Uranus is in Aries, and you're sitting over there in Libra right across from it. So that's the opposition, like a full moon, that straight line. No breaks, no turns, no curves, no corners to turn. Just that straight line where it's like a tug of war, or it could be the perfect balance. Um 
So this energy is presenting challenges, uh, Libra, as you feel the consequences of rapid or unexpected changes in your life, okay? The unpredictable nature of the changes means that you're likely to be on edge a lot of the time and have to react quickly to changing circumstances, Libra. Learning to adapt, what I tell y'all, stay flexible and go with the flow. Learning to adapt to change will be a key theme for you, Libra, during this time. You got a couple of years to get real intimately acquainted with that, Libra. Uranus is opposite your deacon. You can do it. Stay flexible. Um, Uranus is trining, Sag. Okay, Uranus is in Aries, Sag is another fire sign just like Aries, Sagittarius, listen up, especially those born in Deacon 3 uh, between December 12th and 21st, but all my Saggies listen up. Uh, with the Uranus trine for the next few years for you, uh, Sagittarius, this is allowing you to make very important changes. Now, the Uranus sextile with... Uh, with Gemini and Aquarius was cool, but Sag, you got the Uranus trine, and so it takes a lot less effort <laughs> to uh, uh, be real adaptable, flexible, and ready to roll with changes. So you're being gifted and allowed Sagittarius to make very important changes within your life without the usual disruption that big change often brings. Um, the stimulating changes taking place in your life and the inner excitement means you can express a more bubbly side of your personality. You are more free. You are less inhibited. And so you can be more comfortable and even proud, come on, Sag, of being a bit weird. If somebody call you weird, Sag, tell them thank you, appreciate it. <laughs> and y'all are dealing, Sagittarius, with the Venus-Sun opposition. With Venus in opposition uh, to you guys oh, here over the next week and a half or so, it's going to increase your desire for love and affection. And relationships should be uh, fine generally unless you lower your standards. Don't do it, Sag. Keep those standards where you need them to be to get the results that you want out of your relationships. If it's, a, if it's give and take and you putting in yours, you ought to be getting something out of it. Don't lower your standards and accept crumbs when you could be feasting. All right, Sag? Yeah, we... Sagittarius energy knows about refinement and finer things and higher things, so keep those standards high, Sagittarius. This is not the time to drop them. Um, and that, if you did drop them, it would, you know, potentially cause you to enter into a new relationship that's really not in your best interest and will only be troublesome down the line. You also can see this energy manifest of the Venus opposition, Sagittarius, as an inclination to push too hard and that resulting in disappointment or unrequited love, okay? And so don't do that. Um, uh, lack of discipline is a way that the Venus opposition can manifest, overindulgence, all the things I've spoken on uh, as far as low manifestations of Venus. Since you are in this tug of war, it could, uh, this opposition, it could manifest quite easily when it comes to other people and it, when it comes to your lower nature. Um, so lack of discipline, overindulgence are definitely things to continue to be mindful of, especially here over the next week and a half or so, week to two weeks. It's not the best time, Sagittarius, to go on a spending spree. 
No. Or to ask for favors, especially borrowing money. No. Don't do it. Uh, with the sun in opposition to your deacon, Sagittarius, uh, you can, this can be a difficult time because of your ego and that uh, your will, your will, what you will and won't do, uh, getting in the way of achieving what you want. You may feel like you're banging your head against the brick wall because other people just don't make things easy for you. So this is the 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 energy I actually y'all know y'all dealing with a Sagittarius so uh, I'm of course dealing with this energy and one of the notes I made on my personal calendar regarding the Sun and Venus opposition uh, you're welcome Sagittarius I just thought I'd hook y'all up with something that's really been helping me when it comes to the Sun opposing I wrote down to step back when this is talking about your ego and your will potentially getting in the way, don't let it get in the way. And you know how you don't? Step back. When you come up against people who just aren't making things easy for you, step back. Be willing to at least step back um, and work out why what you feeling is opposing you is opposing you. And tone down. That's what I wrote. Tone down. Just tone it down. If if somebody wants the mic, let them have the mic. If somebody want want to win the tug of war, drop the rope. That's what I always say about them oppositions anyway. If somebody want to win that bad, especially while Mars is still retrograde, just drop the rope, let them have it. They won, cool. Woo woo, you won. I lost. Whatever. <laughs> it's it's not acquiescing for the sake of acquiescing. For my Sagittarius in particular, it is uh, finding perfect balance which is the other opportunity that an opposition brings, not just the tug of war on the low end. On the high end, it can be the perfect balance. Uh, With the Venus opposition, I wrote down, uh, once again, not to lower the standards or push too hard, but, but that things may just feel out of sync. If things feel out of sync in a Venus opposition, Sag, that's what it's supposed to feel like. It's not supposed to throw your world off especially if you are not lowering your standards and not pushing too hard. But it, it's, it, it might feel a little bit out of sync. That's okay. That's what it's supposed to feel like. We rolling with it, so we ain't worried about nothing. Um, so I hooked up Sag, Sister Find the Sag, Aries, listen up, especially Deacon 3, those born April 10th to the 19th. Um, y'all got Uranus in y'all's beacon that I've been talking about this whole time for the next few years, April 2016 to March 2019. Uranus right there in Aries, giving my giving my Aries a strong urge to express themselves in new ways. For my Aries, you are definitely more in tune, more aware of your true nature, which may be rather than different to the old you, who you were before April 2016. The inner changes that you go through in this self-discovery transit, Aries, can manifest outwardly as big changes in your life from work to home and relationship. Y'all got the Venus and Sun sextile, Aries, so it's all good here over the next week, week and a half, two weeks. Venus sextiling is increasing your opportunities with love and money. Get it, Aries? You should be feeling more eager to show your love and affection for someone special. 
in social situations, you can make a genuine effort to please and to share your warm feelings. You have especially good social skills now, so making friends is favored as people appreciate your friendly attitude and pleasantness, Aries. Entertainment, leisure, and financial matters are favored. With the sun sex talent, that's giving you Aries power of personal expression, which helps in self-promotion and achievement of goals. Need to promote anything, Aries? Got any goals you want to achieve? You got the power, literally. Here over the next week and a half, two weeks, and then here in the week ahead when Venus sextiles Uranus, it's going to get triggered or activated. You should be feeling confident, Aries, and enthusiastic. This is an excellent time to make real progress with the things in life that mean a lot to you, work relationships, and longer-term goals. Leo, you dealing with the same energy with the Venus and the Sun sextiling, okay? Same as Aries. Only difference is instead of Uranus being in Aries for you, your sign, Uranus is trining, just like it was with it is with Sagittarius, okay? So that's the changes that are being made, the big sweeping changes. If they if it's sweeping changes going on in your life, Leo, count it all joy. Just say thank you. No need to be frustrated because these Changes are occurring in your life without the usual disruption that big changes often bring. That's awesome. New and exciting is the theme, Leo. Greater opportunities to meet more people from even more varied backgrounds than you already have. Even relationships with a long-term partner, Leo, can benefit from you being experimental and more open-minded in your desires. And I think I hit everybody, yes, all three of my air signs and all three of my fire signs activate in this week ahead. Spotlights on y'all with this very powerful alignment for something new, something exciting, something creative, positively impacting your social and your love life. Get it, get it, get it. <laughs> I'm excited. So it, keeping it moving, that um, happened. Of course, I told you all the moon went, go, will go void in the week ahead. Uh, they're in Virgo, and then right after this Venus-Uranus uh, alignment, uh, the sun, uh, the moon does enter Libra, okay? So here next Sunday night, 7.33 p.m. Central Time, uh, the moon's going to enter Libra. We're going to be emotionally satisfied with any one-on-one scenario, okay? We're going to want to pair up. We're going to want to bounce ideas off somebody. Uh, we're going to be more willing to extend ourselves and see somebody else's point of view. It's going to be a good time to entertain. Libra rules relationships. Libra rules balance. This Here Sunday evening, uh, I got it on my other calendar, Sunday evening, Monday, Tuesday, and, yeah, because it goes void in Libra early Wednesday rising. That's a good amount of time for the moon to be in one sign, y'all. That's positive and powerful, and I want y'all to get in on that because it's going to be a good time for balancing. It's going to be a good time for harmonizing. It's going to be a good time for interactions with, with others. 
okay? It's going to be a good time for peace and tranquility. It's going to be a good time to to compromise um, and just enjoy, even if you are going back and forth with somebody while the moon's in Libra, it should at least be pleasant since Venus rules Libra. <laughs> It should at least be pleasant, more of a mental exercise. Libra is the air sign. So it might just want to go back and forth here in the week ahead. We may be, find ourselves being emotionally satisfied or others around us being emotionally satisfied just to go back and forth for the sake of going back and forth just for mental stimulation, like Libra likes it. Um, but, yeah, definitely be on the lookout for the potential to bring balance to any situation that requires it, especially here on our way to this Sagittarius full moon, Sagittarius fire. We already had one Sag full moon. We have another at a really critical degree here on the 20th, here at the summer solstice. Y'all think the 20th of June is not going to be a powerful time energetically? Grand mutable cross still getting hit up. Gemini moon hit it up because Gemini is a mutable sign. Sagittarius full moon hitting it up again for the second time, back doing it. it. Once again, another mutable sign. So here in the week ahead, while the moon's in Libra, take divine advantage of this opportunity for restoration, balance, peace, peace within our one-to-one interactions and relationships with family, friends, any other outside of you is going to be found in Libra, okay, in that seventh house that Libra rules. Um, Any mediating that may need to go on, maybe you're able to bring balance and peace to a situation for another. Maybe you're put in a position like that if, if you're balanced in all your relationships. Maybe you're that for somebody else. Um, once again, Libra is ruled by Venus, so you may feel like taking it easy during that time. Uh, Venus also wants to add beauty and art, so uh, if you feel like beautifying or decorating, you're in the vein next week here uh, for a, a couple of few days. Anything social, Libra definitely wants to be social. So throwing a dinner party, having people over, that's definitely attending a lecture. Um, anything even... Uh, uh, involving air, um, air is the mental energy. So writing, um, editing, um, anything relating to fashion or luxury is going to be highlighted and satisfying to us while the moon's in Libra. Okay, now let me get y'all with these Neptune station um, uh, horoscopes and information, uh, and I believe that's all we're really going to have time for since Saturn doesn't square Neptune until Friday, I feel comfortable uh, stopping it before we get there and talking about that next week. So at least we'll have a couple of days ahead of this Friday alignment of Saturn. Square Neptune, also a part of this grand mutable square um, here in the week ahead. That does happen to be exact Friday, June 17th at 10.29 p.m. Central, okay? Okay. just in general, I'll let y'all know because it's, it's coming. It's here now because of this grand mutable cross. But this is the energy where you may perceive that what seemed to be a harmonious, hopeful, and supportive world turns back into this surprise scenario where what you didn't expect to happen completely happened or what you didn't expect to happen, it happened. Because <laughs> Neptune's the illusion and it's squaring off with Saturn, which is the reality. But I'll dig into that really deep next week. I just don't want to forsake these Neptune retrograde horoscopes because that's 
happening now too. Um, Neptune went into the retrograde zone February 21st of this year, and it is here on June 13th of the week ahead, stationing retrograde. It will be retrograde in retrograde motion until November the 19th of this year, and it will not be out of the retrograde territory into new territory until March the 10th of 2017, okay? So this is significant. It's obviously a longer transit that we're dealing with here, so it may not be as easily perceptible, and it may be a little more subtle and even more so subtle because it's Neptune, and Neptune's real subtle and mergy and, you know, uh, there's another word I wanted to say, kind of like mergy, but no limits. Um, Neptune governs the oceans. Uh, governs the seas, the mystical realm of God, no boundaries, no limits, the imagination where you're free to create with your mind. Um, it's a high, it, it's the highest vibration. So anything Neptune related is guaranteed to up your vibration. Uh, soak in a tub if you want to and see if you don't feel a little bit better. <laughs> Drink you a whole bunch of water, uh, meditate, rest. Um, you know, dream and imagine and see if you don't raise your vibration. Accept something, surrender to something, forgive somebody, unconditionally love somebody, and see if that doesn't raise a vibration or two. Um, so that's Neptune, where you can, where you're seeing into higher dimension, where you're increasing uh, your physical, uh, your psychic abilities, where you're empowering your future vision and dreams, and you're making your dreams real. Neptune is magical. Neptune allows you to come from your higher self instead of your ego. Neptune completely dissolves the ego. You, you, you know anybody with a big ego? Throw some Neptune on them and see what happens. Oh, some of that acceptance, just accepting them for who they are <laughs> and see how, you know, unconditionally love them or forgive them for their ego that may have bruised you in a particular way, which you wouldn't even feel like your e- you had been bruised except for your ego. So, I mean, Neptune is an opportunity and an energy where we can dance, where we can be fluid, where we can be one, where we can merge. Um, it, it, it's, it's on the lowest end. We can be pulled under by illusion, but uh, the key is to make sure that what we are doing is right for us. If it's right for you, whether it's real or illusionary, you you in the vein. What is right for you when Neptune is stationing in your chart? Um, don't be in denial. That's one way to avert the, the illusory, the fantasy, the make-believe, what's not real. Don't be in denial. Anywhere you see where you're in denial or potentially in denial, don't be scared to ask a question and get to the real. If you want to step away from illusion and fantasy, run hard and fast to the real. You can't be in denial when you're facing the real. And so that's the challenge where Neptune's concerned. We have to be discerning what's real and what's not, and we have to be patient because we're probably not going to figure out what's real real quick. You might have to meditate on it. It could happen real quick. It could not. Dream. What, you going to have a real quick dream? Let me dream real quick. If anything, 
allow these Neptunian things to raise your vibration. Let me hit up these horoscopes real quick so y'all can make this make sense for your sign specifically, okay? Starting with Pisces, since that's where Neptune is retrograding. For my Pisces, sun sign, moon sign, or rising sign, uh, Neptune is your very ruler. So you can absolutely feel like you're stuck in a fog that's difficult to get out of, Pisces. And you have to be more realistic with everything since Neptune is your ruler. You can also feel off in a subtle way. Give yourself plenty of time for everything. What did I just tell you all? Discernment about what's real and what's not and patience. And so here it is being iterated again. Give yourself plenty of time, a.k.a. patience, for everything, especially my Pisces. And uh, uh, I'm ad-libbing and throwing my stuff in here, but the crux of these horoscopes are coming from the Dark Pixie Astrology. Shout out. Um, Gemini, uh, while Neptune is retrograde, you can feel like a fog has settled over your career specifically, your life path, Gemini, the direction your life is headed in or goals. And you can have difficulty figuring out what your next move should be. Simply try to be realistic about what is and isn't possible, okay, Gemini? That's the best you can do. Virgo, uh, you can feel like a fog has set in over your relationships, and you may struggle with seeing people as they really are or seeing problems for what they are, Virgo. Try to be more realistic when dealing with others. Neptune uh, retrograding mid-month in your relationship sector can have you feeling even foggier, when you try to address issues with other people. So try to see reality as much as you can and ask a lot of questions, Virgo, before making any decisions, especially as it deals with and pertains to any contracts, any agreements, and any relationship with any other Virgo, okay? Sagittarius, you can feel with Neptune station in retrograde like a haze has settled over your home life, family, or emotions. And you can so it's on the home front edge, and you can, can and you can struggle to see what's going on. You may need to be more realistic about what's happening and more practical with your approach. I know that's the dang near the antithesis of Sagittarius is the the Saturn practicality and reality, but that's what's being called for for all of us, and even more so for you when it pertains to your home, family, place of residence, your ancestry, Sagittarius. Okay, your roots. Cancer, you can have difficulty seeing through the haze, this Neptune retrograde, with your big ideas or your ideas for expansion and exploration. You may need to be more realistic about your big ideas with your plans for expansion, okay? Scorpio, you can feel a fog settle in your love relationships. Cancer, wherever you're wanting to expand, just watch out, okay? Wherever you're wanting to travel long distances or go higher, just make sure you're separating the real from the illusory as much as possible. Sorry about that, Scorpio. Scorpio, you can feel a fog settle into your love relationships or with the things you love to do, hobbies, games, sports, children, creative projects, entrepreneurial opportunities. Okay, Scorpio, watch out. 
You may not see your loved ones clearly or have a hard time focusing your creative energy. You may need to be more realistic with who and what you love, Scorpio. Aries, you can struggle while Neptune is retrograding to see subconscious issues or motivations, and you may need to work on being more realistic about how you can move on from the past, Aries, or let go of old issues that plague you now. Leo, you can feel like a fog is preventing you from making the kinds of transformations you want to make, and you may need to be more realistic about the transformations you're trying to do, Leo. Rome wouldn't be, or, ooh, I should have to uh, say that one, but, you know, you you eat the elephant one bite at a time, Leo. That's not a good one either. <laughs> but be realistic, more realistic about the time it's going to take and what what transformations you're trying to make, okay, Leo? If you're going from a caterpillar to a butterfly, I need you to know that's probably not going to be the easiest of transformations. And to take it once again, what's the what's the uh, uh, the um, suggestion? Patience. Take it easy on yourself, Leo, and use discernment to determine what's real, what can really happen, and what's an illusion. Taurus, you can feel like you're in a fog when you think about your future or try to deal with friends or groups you belong to, Taurus. You may need to be more realistic about the future or more open with others. Capricorn, you can feel like a fog has set in your mind, and you can have difficulty seeing anything as it really is. You have to work harder to be more realistic and not let your vision become completely obscured. Libra, you may feel hazy when dealing with your work, the people you work with or for, and with your daily life or stress, Libra, okay? You need to give yourself breaks and try to be realistic about the work you can and cannot do. Aquarius, last but not least, you can feel like a fog has settled over your finances while Neptune is stationed retrograde, and you may have a harder time figuring out smart financial decisions. Be careful who you trust, Aquarius, and do your homework. Um, Capricorn, what's that? Neptune and Pisces. Yeah, that's third house for you. So Capricorn, I want you to be, I went through that and I couldn't pick out the keyword in the house, but I picked it out now and it's the third house. So I want you to be careful about separating what's real, being discerning and being patient, Capricorn, in your local neighborhood of that third house, when it comes to your siblings and relatives that don't live in your house. When it comes to any type of communication, Capricorn, know that there could be a fogginess there when it comes to communications, when it comes to the information that you gather, okay? I want you to just be careful until uh, definitely until November 16th when it stations direct again, all right? And uh, Wednesday, Wednesday early rising, 2 a.m., the moon trines Venus and goes void pretty much overnight. Two, from 2 a.m. there uh, to 8.18 a.m. on next Wednesday, around this same day, next week, uh, just for a few hours, about six hours in the in the early rising. How many hours? Six hours and 18 minutes until uh, the moon goes void in Libra, when we were all balancing and harmonizing, being diplomatic and balance, you know, um, 
being diplomatic in our relationships and being willing to compromise. The moon goes void in that Libra, and then at 8.18 Central Time on Wednesday, the moon finally enters Scorpio. So by the time we're chatting next week, the moon will be in Scorpio. We'll be all emotionally satisfied to go deep. Uh, We'll be satisfied to you know, dig deep in our soul and in our imagination and our psyches, investigative, researching, want to see what's really going on inside of us, hopefully first and foremost, as well as others, um, knowing that it's more to life than meets the eye, we're going to feel very satisfied to be put in touch with the driving forces within ourselves and those we engage with, our motivations and the motivations of others, what's deep on the inside, intimate when we're talking about our our relationship with ourselves and others. Uh, we're not going to want to be superficial. Not going to be trying. We're not going to be emotionally satisfied to t- uh, carry on with small talk. We're going to crave deep conversations that unravel a dilemma or solve a psychological puzzle. Okay. Um, it's going to be time here next week, next Wednesday, uh, to get to the root causes of any suffering. What a powerful time to do it, too, before this Sagittarius full moon. Y'all know Scorpio is the sign right before Sagittarius. So here next Wednesday, when um, the moon goes into Scorpio, know that it's going into Sag next. And when it goes into Sag, that's that full moon we've been waiting on. That's that second full moon at the critical 29th degree of Sag we've been waiting on. Right? So um, that'll be a good sign, and we'll be ready to go deep and gut and root out anything psychological or deep that's necessary to root out or, or get to the bottom of or, or, or push to the surface to be dealt with before this full moon in Sagittarius. Look, before the, the light of the full moon comes shining on Sagittarius, you better be glad for a divine Scorpio opportunity to go deep, get all up in them closets, them nooks and them crannies where the cobwebs are, and to pull out what wants to be dealt with. We're not going to be satisfied to be superficial and surface level around this time next week. Uh, we're we're going to be fascinated with the darkness, okay? We're going to want to go deep. Um, but I always tell y'all, the door that's marked enter at your own risk, we're going to be pulling that caution tape off like what? I want to know. <laughs> I want to go in, I want to go beyond, you know, what's here on the surface. And so um, it's very sexual. There's primal power. Power is indicated by Pluto, which is Scorpio's ruler. And so we want to re- we're going to want to release that power. That's why death and rebirth and transformation is here in Scorpio, because any transformations, any last-minute transformations we may want to make that would emotionally sad, it's not the time. Well, yeah, it is. We're still in this immutable grand cross and all that stuff changes afoot. So it's a beautiful time to make transformations, and Scorpio is just going to allow us to go really deep and get really psychological um, and primal with it so uh, we can be transformed. We can transform ourselves, right? Then there on Friday, 8.52 a.m. Central Central Time, uh, the moon conjuncts Mars and goes void again. So there on Friday, uh, 8.52 rising, Practically all day, y'all. 11 hours, 42 minutes. 
from 8.52 a.m. until until the moon enters Sagittarius that evening at 8.34 p.m. So we're going to start the weekend off here in the week ahead uh, with the moon entering the sign. It's going to be in for that full moon that's occurring there on Monday. So you dang near get two full days of Sagittarius energy to get real intimately acquainted with it yet again for the second full moon in a row. And we'll dig more into that when we start up next week. We're coming to an end. Thank y'all so much for being the writers that y'all are. We have traversed another powerful episode of Your Week Ahead with Mama Daughter Astrology. Stay connected to my astrology coach. Get up in that episode information um, and click on Astro Love Gifts if you just want to shout me out, say, hey, um, throw five bucks this way, 20 bucks this way. 250 bucks this way just to keep these wheels turning. Um, holler at me for the June Inner Wisdom special reports that I heavily discounted for y'all because of the mass demand for these birth charts reports. Thank y'all, birth chart reports. Thank y'all for your interest and your support. I love putting them together for y'all. It's like a book all about you, and I got low. And other than that, yeah, I love y'all. Peace and Ashe. Hit you back next week.